podcast. Our theme song, as always, and as always, thank you to Colin from Colin's Coffee for letting us uh, use that. Darren, do you smell something funny in the office today? I do smell something. I, I smell what? something. What do you think it, that is? I think it smells like fear. Fear. Because we have with us <laughs> He's like Matt Lieber. Us. <laughs> we have with us Matt Lieber, who is um, our Parks and Recreation Superintendent. Um, and one of the members of the Monday uh, uh, pickleball crew who skipped out. He did. On our pickleball because I think it's the last time he played. What happened there? I think we beat him. I think, I think you was, and I, I, think I think it was you and me, actually. You I, beat think, him. I, think, I think we did. It was his first taste of defeat in like every game we've ever played a pickleball. He's never lost until then. You've been tracking that. I mean, it's very easy to remember that I've never beaten you until a day. Like, there's not a lot of stat regression analysis I have to do there. So. I, I think we split last week, but you did win the last one. We, that's what the one that matters. You haven't come back. Yeah, since. I know. It's I like know. short memory, man. It's just yeah. like you know, pitchers and shooters. It's short memory. Short memory. I will make an appearance uh, sometime soon, and we'll uh, see how it goes. It's kind of like maybe you shouldn't because now Steve and I can continue <laughs> to brag about how he won the last matchup. Yeah, yeah. we we've poked the bear, which I did to the, today. I did that with Tom Nutini. Um, yeah, that didn't go well for no, us. No, he, he yeah. proceeded to spank us. Not literally, like, but yeah, figuratively, yeah. yeah. No, he's a high-level player, apparently. He is. We are not. Yeah, he proved that to us today. So, anyway, our listeners did not tune in to listen to us talk about pickleball. Um, I mean, we don't know. No, they didn't. We'll find out with hate mail and fan mail. I was going to go there. So, um, uh, last week we released our new uh two new emails and i know we've gotten some emails on fan mail and hate mail i'm looking over at brian um can you can you repeat the address because my um biggest fan slash only listener my dad tried to email in fan mail and it got bounced back can we confirm that it's working producer brian it's working all right i don't know what happened maybe user error I thought it was Brian putting his thumb on the scale, like, I want hate mail to get more emails, so I'm actually not going to activate fan mail. So fan mail just mysteriously goes dark. Um, I know. My wife My wife promised me she was going to send one in um, and that she was going to do it to fan mail because she's, she's just a better human being than I am. Uh, so she went. She, well, the, the bad thing was that this is a theme of my life, but my dad was saying nice things about you in the email, which he forwarded to me. So, like, even my own dad thinks you're good. Yeah, well, I'm still the sidekick. Holly, Holly was talking over the weekend. Darren's so funny. I just think he's so funny. So thank you. Apparently, not people so closest to us like the other one. That's better. that's pretty typical. So, uh, <laughs> but what we've got Matt on today to talk about is uh, all the cool stuff that's happening uh, this summer in our parks, in particular, um, pools. Uh, what happens at our day camps? Uh, how many of those folks we serve? So. Um, Matt is, as I said earlier, our what Matt? What is your official title? I'm terrible with names and titles. I'm terrible with recreation superintendent. Recreation. I think you said that. I said recreation and park superintendent. Sam, the queen of uh, Fairyland, is the park superintendent. So I um, do not want to take away her parks title nor queen of Fairyland, which she that's right so effective at last and had a fantastic uh, program on Saturday. Did she? They were building out at uh, Smith, and they're now there. So. Go out and check them out. It's pretty so awesome. They are real. This, that whole episode was not like this weird dream no, that I it's had. Not. This actually <laughs> happened. So, um, which means Roger's probably out there doing inspections today. We'll have people out doing uh, for for you know building quality. And if there's anything that's unsafe for the ferries, we'll have people out doing revisions this week before we uh, get everything fully permitted. Um, so, um, yeah. 
want to talk about pools, Matt. Yeah. This town has how many pools? We have three pools, yes. Uh, Reed Road Water Park, Devon Pool, and Tremont Pool. They're all kind of equally spaced throughout the community. So, And they all have something for everybody. Reed Road Water Park's more your traditional water park and uh, has the water slides, a lazy river, um, some play features, a little um, playground in the water for the younger kids. And then uh, Tremont um, has a climbing wall, has our lap lanes and the diving boards. Um, has a zero depth entry and then a, a play area. It's not quite a top pool, but it has a, a pretty good barrier to keep the children in that that area. And then Devon Pool is more of a traditional kind of hole in the ground. It has a T shape. Wait, wait, to uh, really sell that? No, it's a no, 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 no. They love Devon Pool. It's and, got like um, cement and stuff on, it, right? It's not just like dirt hole. Yes, yeah, it has a liner, um, <laughs> and that is where you can go for the high dive and uh, a, the very nice uh, top pool that we just had relined um, over the over the winter now it's so. not triple lindy height though right no it's not but nice back to school reference sir you like that um, when do these pools open saturday oh. uh, may 28th saturday like breaking news so we're gonna get them we go are we going to get them all open yes we are this yeah. this week i think so yeah okay uh, the, re- the, re- the reason i'm asking is um for our listeners uh we are not immune to things like supply chain shortages and and uh, pools look like a big, just a big body of water, but they are huge machines that have huge machines that go into them. We've had a little trouble with some pump parts, right? Absolutely. As of right now, um, we're getting or trying to get a part in, um, so we're on a bit of a time tight timeline. And uh, if the part comes in today or tomorrow, we will get it repaired and re-road is what we're talking about. Um, and we will be fully operational for Saturday. If it comes in a little bit later and it was supposed to be here on Friday, um, we would delay opening uh, of Reed Road, but we're not, we're not there yet. But in terms of the other prep that goes into it, staffing, training, um, the ability to open the pool, we feel like we're in a really good spot. It's just, unfortunately, the, uh, the supply chain with this part um, has made us a little bit delayed. How many lifeguards do we use in a summer and are we all full up or if someone's listening is like i want to be a lifeguard can they still do that yeah no we're definitely still taking applications we got seven new ones today so it's, that's exciting um and uh, we now have 138 applicants we will we will hire um close to 120 um, and we have about 110 um, in the hiring process or already on board so we've been doing training um, the last two weeks, and we'll continue to do training. Every night this week, each pool has an orientation and a training. So it is a very busy time for us, but we are still accepting applications. And is that, it just lifeguards or lifeguards and, like, pool deck workers and all that sort of stuff? The pool office workers, we uh, were fully staffed, and same with the management, ta- management team. And so it's really just lifeguards at this time. And a lot of that is because we don't know quite how many hours certain candidates want to work. And, you know, naturally you want to plan for early departures or sudden things that come up. So um, you can never have enough lifeguards. And we've been working diligently since last fall, basically, on recruitment. We got out into the schools, visited a lot. Um, I think I was at the high school eight times. I never ate lunch there, despite, like, it being super tempting it's probably the nicest high school lunchroom i've ever seen um but we got a great response the the students were really receptive to us came up talked to us engaged with us and a lot of them are applying and a majority of our lifeguards are ua high school students or in their surrounding area i asked a bunch of questions i'll, I'll let you ask one see. so we've got 
pools opening. We've got day camp coming up. How many kiddos do we have in day camp? Uh, right around 310, and that would be there every day for the most part, um, which we have a day camp at Thompson North Shelter. One runs out of Reed Road Shelter, and the other one's down at Barrington Elementary this year. So, so do we have the day camps back to quote-unquote normal, like normal? So when I started here two and a half years ago, just in time to blow up our entire summer camp program uh, with COVID and got to watch you um, do some pretty amazing uh, redesign of an entire program in the space of a month uh, to be able to help kids out. But are we kind of back to the traditional UA summer program? We are. We are 100% um, back to the normal capacity that we were at with uh, the same traditional activities, maybe some new twists, but um, this will feel very similar to you know pre-COVID. Um, is it sold and out or can people still? It is sold out. It's sold out um, in, I think, four days. I thought so, you were going to say like four minutes or something. Well, like, so we offer two options. You could either re register for the entire summer for those families who really need that custodial daycare. And then we also had a pay per day option. So the full summer um, option was available for about two days. And then at the end of those two days, we capped it, got ready for the pay per day registration. And that sold out in about 30 seconds. There were only about 50 spots available. But what ages can do day camp? Six to 12 for uh, our traditional day camp. And then our therapeutic rec camp, it's seven to 13. Okay, clarification on a couple of things. One is custodial day camp does not mean that your kid is like pushing a mop and a broom and, and <laughs> cleaning out classrooms and that sort of stuff, right? It means that they're we're there to kind of serve that kind of childcare thing, right? Correct. You yeah, might, you and might be onto something. Yeah, combine yeah. forces. <laughs> the here. schools might give us a break. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then um, you talked. You said therapeutic camp. Uh, yes. Why don't you explain for folks a little bit more about what that? Is yeah, our therapeutic camp, uh, which is. Um, serves our individuals with special needs and uh, both uh, mental and physical disabilities. And uh, it's led by our uh, CTRS, our Certified Therapeutic Recreation Specialist, Patrick Monahan, who's also our Senior Center Manager, um, and his team. So our, our staff for that are typically students going into intervention or special education. Um, and that program runs concurrently with Barrington Elementary in the same setting, and they'll do much of the same activities every day. Some days they spend the entire day together, some days they do their own thing, but for the most part it just runs there with a little bit extra support. Uh, and I did want to have you talk about that because I think it's one of the uh, really great things that we do to make sure that, you know, we've got a spot for every kid in the community and that we're making sure that all kids are kind of feeling welcome in that space. Um, and I have to give him a shout out for spelling out what it said because a lot of people will drop some uh, letters and I'm like I don't know what that means and you're the first one to actually spell it out on your own. Cool. I don't I don't remember what it was but it was good. Don't make me try it again. Yeah, you had to get it written down. <laughs> so what other fun stuff do we got going on this summer? Well, in addition to the traditional summer camp, we also have a lot of half-day camp programs. So there's lots of programs that run from 9 to noon or 9 to 11 or 1 to 3 or 1 to 4. And some of them you can actually register your child to take part in the morning, stay for lunch, and then take part in a different activity in the afternoon. So these topics range from sports to our STEM programs to musical theater. Um, our, our cultural arts division does a, a lot of programming with um, over at the barn with musical theater with uh, musicians uh, in general um, and there's just lots of different program opportunities uh, for the community to take part in and that's just uh, 
you know, that's really just from a youth perspective. We have loads of opportunities for adults and seniors as well. Um, you were talking about pickleball earlier. It's probably the, one of the hottest, if not the hottest program we have, and we have about eight opportunities for pickleball now. We started with one, and now we're – we, well, can't, we can't meet the need right now. We're maybe still you can adding have more. Like an internal challenge with that program that the winners get to take on the dream team of me and Steve. I'm not yeah, sure that you're would ready. Not help. <laughs> we already can't handle the demand, Darren. <laughs> we don't have too many people we, crashing we, the system. You know, you know how it is with you know, they 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 get in line at like 6 a.m. for day camp and those kinds of things. We don't need them doing that for pickleball. We don't want to break. They pickleball. do. They do do that for pickleball. They do do that. Yeah, we yeah we had people. The, we were here at 6 a.m. on registration. The only calls we got were pickleball. It's because they were desperate we, we to get in the class. We crashed the system. We, we, already, we pre-crashed it because they knew. Uh, how do people find out about what programs are available? I know this is a dumb question, but for people who are new. No, uh, we send an activity guide to everybody. Every home in Upper Arlington gets our, our printed booklet. But we also have it online on our city website. And then also we have a recreation registration page, and it's parks.uaoh.net. And on there has the digital version of the activity guide, but then also you can browse through all of our options um, for programming. And you can use you know the search tools to filter out you know the, what you're looking for by age or by um, type or by day of the of week. There's tons of stuff in there. We're, we're there is, stuff, yeah. but There's like art classes and I mean, there's just anything, right? There's all kinds of stuff for all ages, and um, you know we uh, pride ourselves on offering a, a great amount of activities. And uh, the summer season, um, you know, in this time pre-community center, this is our heaviest program season from from April to August. So one of the things we try and do in this segment is have folks get to know our team a little bit better. Um, first question. So you said you listened to Sam's uh, segment from last week where we talked about. Did oh you didn't listen? So in no, Sam's segment was successful. He didn't yes, bother listening. Yes, yes. He, he didn't I bother listening. To us. <laughs> no, that the program was successful. Well, in in Sam's segment, Darren uh, pulled out the the most amazing piece of useful useless trivia. It was arcane, but it true. was arcane. Do you know how tall Smurfs are? No, I've with two kids I should, but no. They're three apples tall. And I did go back and confirm it on the internet. It's <laughs> it's true. So how many apples tall do you think you are? Um twenty five. I mean I wanted to say no, but yeah, that could be about that right. Could be about right. You're a tall dude. Point being Matt's Matt's not a small guy. You, did you play you played sports in high school? Did you play in college? Yeah, I played college football at uh, Baldwin Wallace. How did you get into um, doing Rec and Parks program? So uh, my dad was the Parks and Recreation Director in uh, my hometown. So um, just kind of watched him growing up and seeing the impact that he had. And he was always the guy that got pulled into five and ten minute conversations everywhere he went because he was visible and helping the community have fun. So I started uh, – kind of being his helper and moving stuff around and then eventually um, I, I don't think this would happen now but I got the blessing from the the mayor to work in his department which I was yeah, just, I was just yeah. I, <laughs> for those of you listening right now that is not how it works uh, and I was so just telling this, would say, uh, no. I was telling this story the other day I, I'm sure that nobody has ever been harder on an employee than those those supervisors uh, that I had but uh yeah, so I worked in parks maintenance, I worked in the, the rec center, I worked in camps um, and all that. And then I went to college for sport management and uh, 
had an internship in Strongsville at their Rec and Parks program for two years. Um, and then I did, you know, everybody that goes in sport management, they want to work in pro sports. So I was like, let's try it. So I worked for the Indians for a year, what? just just like game day stuff. Um, and then when it came time to go, you know, and find a job, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to do those long hours and little pay and all that. Um, and I found a job um, in Parks and Recreation upon graduating. And What did you do for the Indians, are. dude? Did you like Just guest services. Like people wanting to buy tickets, or were you like in the mascot costume? Or what? No, just welcoming. I try. I wanted to run the hot dog race, but one, I wasn't sure I could fit in the hot dog costume, and then two, uh, they wouldn't let me do it. So, did you try and steal the t-shirt cannon? Did they have a t? Did they have a t-shirt? No, cannon? that was for the promos team. I couldn't. I could not do that. Could not get in no. there. No, I would have wanted to do those like those like Gatlin gun ones. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, that'd have been where it was at, but. Now, I don't know if there's any legitimate purpose, but if we can get one for our summer programming, I would assume that that'd be successful. Keep waiting for police to seize one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Surely the Blue Jackets could spare it for something. No, we've been we, to, own we, one. we do have we do have a connection. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. For, uh, periodically. But no, I, I think, yeah, we should have uh, police see if that qualifies as a firearm that could be seized if they come across one. Matt, thanks for um, coming on with us. And Darren, I, I think I... I'm starting to smell something else. What? I smell something good this time. I do smell something good. It smells a little bit like onions. Delicious. Delicious onions. Like fried onions. Matt, are you are you a fan of, of White Castle? Yes, absolutely. I know Matt is because yes. I see oh, yeah. him bringing it back. Yeah, the Crave case. So um, we, uh, for our next segment, have the Slider Queen. Oh, that's awesome. Lisa yeah. Ingram is coming on the pod. Matt, thanks for coming on. Thanks for everything you do here with the team. Uh, the amount of kids that you serve and the amount of good that you do in the community is fantastic. So thanks for thanks, trying. Thanks for having me. Ball. Good to be here. Yeah, I know. Thanks and, for and, trying, but just not thanks, doing. thanks for letting us win. I mean, uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we recognize that that's what really happened. Well, in future podcasts, I'll expect kind of an update of how things played out the next time we got together. No, I, oh, I, uh, no, no, definitely <laughs> not going to happen. No, no. Yeah, we're going to bleep all that out. All right, cool. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. Go hit the link, listen to our podcast. Wrote a song about a podcast. Yeah. Okay, uh, we are uh, back and ready to introduce a guest who we, we've been talking about since we founded the podcast those many four months ago. This was on the get list. <laughs> this was on the get list. Um, You're making me up to be really... This is oh, the first I- time we've had a queen on yes. the show. We have the Slider Queen. Yes, you do. On the show, we have the wonderful Lisa Ingram on the show today. Lisa is the CEO of White Castle, and a lifelong right resident of UA. Well, I lived ten years in Dallas, so okay. almost a lifelong. We we allow sabbaticals okay, like that yeah, in the community. I think that I think that's that's. I, we'll start calling it that. We'll call it the UA sabbatical. UA right? sabbat- <laughs> if you ever leave and come back, it's just a sabbatical. Well, yeah, it's the tractor beam that brings you back. You can't so. escape. <laughs> you cannot escape it. So, um, Lisa just, uh, much to our chagrin, informed us that she is not a loyal listener, so she has no idea what's in front of her. So we well, s- We're hoping we can get through the whole interview without her realizing she's made a terrible mistake. Yeah. <laughs> walking out. <laughs> so we start every episode. So Bar- Darren and I are both... Uh, fans of podcasts. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts, and there's something they do in sports podcasts sometimes called start bench cut. So we're going to give you three things. You say which one you would start, which one you would have on the bench, and which one you would cut. Oh boy! So it, since it's Friday, we're going with the meatless Friday edition. Okay. 
you realize that I sell a lot of hamburgers. Well, I know. So we, we did our research. However, you we've have, done research. You have options on your menu. We do. That someone could go yes, on absolutely. a meatless Friday. We have the and Impossible Slider, yeah. So we are going to ask you about three of those options. Okay. And you got to start one. And this doesn't mean, cut doesn't mean it's off the menu, but it's like okay. your least favorite. Got it. You want to do it or you want me to do it? You can do it. Okay, so you've got the panko breaded fish slider. Uh-huh. You've got the uh, fish nibblers. Uh-huh. And you have the impossible slider. Okay. So what's the best, your favorite? So I would start the impossible slider. I would bench the nibblers, and I would cut the panko fish. Wait a minute. I thought we were going to do clam strips. Okay, so now <laughs> now that you started the slider, so you're that gonna, was too you're, easy. You're you going to redo, redo this. Okay. Slider's gone. We're putting in the clam strips. <sighs> I did research. Um, so I would uh, I would start the clam strips. Whoa. Ooh. They went from off to the top. Yeah, but I'm not a good person to ask on this because I really like my fish raw, and so um, we don't offer that at White Castle. So. <laughs> White Castle is an extensive menu, but sushi is not on it. I can confirm that. So if you had said shrimp nibblers. That's also on my list. Then yes. that would have been absolutely the thing that I would start. Over the impossible. Absolutely. Fire. I love our shrimp nibblers. They are spectacular. Unfortunately, they are only around during Lent, um, so we don't have them on the menu uh, right now, but they are spectacular. So you thought you were going to not have options on fish meatless Friday, yes, but you were, well, you were incorrect. I, yeah, that's true. I just uh, wanted right. to remind you that I do sell a heck of a lot more sliders than <laughs> right, of any so of those products. So now I'm going to do something else. Okay. I'm still staying away from burgers because okay. we know White Castle sliders are sure. iconic. Yeah. But you have other stuff on the menu. We do. We so have here's lots a second start okay. bench cut for you. Okay. Chicken rings. Okay. The fish and or chicken and waffle slider. Okay. And the cake on a stick, which I was mesmerized by because I was like, how did they come up with this? But um, those are the three start bench cut. Okay. I would start the chicken rings. I would um, bench the chicken and waffle, and I would cut. Cake on a stick. Cake on a stick. And those are really hard because I like all three of those. Yeah, this is not an indictment on the cut. Right. We're forcing you into a very tough decision. Yes. I'm sure they're yes. all like but your children. But the chicken rings are spectacular and super yummy and very unique to our brand. And uh, lots of people, we order, a, we order a lot of chicken rings. So how does one come up with the concept for a chicken ring? So Last time I looked at a at a bird there wasn't right. anything it's not a kind particular of, part right. of not the like bird, the right. onion where you can come, come up no. with that naturally so we um we obviously wanted to have a chicken product that would be um, something that kids would like and we didn't want to do a nibbler because there's lots of other people that are doing nibblers everything that we do is pretty unique and so we um found this product that was a ring product and um, it's a breast. They they just take the sorry take the. Oh, you um, can do that. It's good special effects. <laughs> right. It, it just takes a form and put, presses it into the ring or presses it into the breast, and you get a ring. So are there like, you know, like donut holes? Are there so chicken ring holes that, we I can buy? I think the chicken ring holes actually might go into somebody else's nuggets. Oh, genius! <laughs> that would make sense. Right. Efficient. Yeah. So I love the story behind the chicken rings. I need to follow up on cake on a stick. Okay. On, the, on the one hand, it seems ridiculous. On the other hand, I ordered it and I was like, it's, it's so good. It's cake and it's on a stick. It's, it's genius. so good. Who came up Which with that? Which one did you get? Uh, is there is like a cheesecake on a stick? Yeah, cheesecake on a stick. The strawberry cheesecake on a stick is the newest one that we had. We introduced that for Valentine's Day, which is a big deal at White Castle. I, I, I was going to ask you about that too. Okay. I was down in Florida and they had just opened a White Castle and the line 
was all the way around. Miles. And, and the people in our, it, it was like snaked around. Yep. And the people at our hotel were like, this great new burger place opened up, hoping to try it. I'm only here for a week. And I was like, yeah, it's White Castle. Like, I eat it all the time. Like, oh, no, we've never had it before. So yeah. like, they were like, but that's when I had the cake on a stick yeah. the first time. Yeah, so that's a great product. So, um, yeah, where's the stick come so from? So, again, w- when we looked at our menu, we um, we realized that we didn't have a lot of desserts. We have shakes, which we've been known for. Yes. Um, and we've added smoothies, which you could use as a dessert or as um, a drink. And uh, then we wanted to have a d- dessert that was portable, that um, – we didn't have to do a lot of prep with in our kitchens because we have limited space to do that. And so, again, we found this product that was small and we liked that it was um, a, on a stick. And so we brought it in and it's been really good for us. Here's the best thing about the cake on a stick. That it's on a stick because well, anything on a stick is better. Anything yeah. on a stick is inherently better because you can't share it. Right. Like, I have uh-huh. my cake on a stick. <laughs> like, can you split that with me? No, it's on a stick. Yeah. It'll fall off. Well, so. it's also super portable and you can eat it in the car. It makes it very easy to eat in the car. It is. You don't have to use your fingers. It is genius. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm pumping up cake on a stick, but I, I did. It's definitely. really good. So we have cheesecake on a stick. We have brownie on a stick. Um, and the other one is a gooey butter cake on a stick. Oh. <laughs> we should have done this interview at a White Castle. Yeah, we could. We totally should have done that. We failed. <laughs> we failed miserably. Spectacular <laughs> failure. <laughs> or at my new office where we have... Uh, White Castle products and I'm getting so can we just cancel so, this and reschedule over see, there so even better she has a slide I have a slide in my office wait what the, the look on your faces is spectacular <laughs> so we do have to do this on video because by the way did we introduce Brian yes, this is Brian Hedger yes. um, so um, do you need lawyers just kidding the it was um, they did everything Brian and Darian did everything short of like jaw dropping <laughs> Um, it was it was the whole like double tech what what it's like yeah. is she messing with us no. A slide? no so there's a slide that goes from the second floor down to the first floor and it's a spiral f- um, slide because we are the sliders and it is a tribute to our retail products so in our plants we have one in Vandalia we have one in Covington and we have one in Louisville our little two packs that we sell in the grocery stores, they go into a spiral freezer and go up the spiral freezer and then they come down this little corkscrew thing that what? looks like a slide into the packaging area. And so we put that in our home office building, one, because it's fun, two, because it's a great tribute to a big part of our business. Is that the only way down? No, it's not the only way down. <laughs> but but do if you you're take it? Oh, absolutely. So like, it's not just there for art. Like, you, you will no, go down the Oh, slide. absolutely. I went down it yesterday. This is amazing. Now, you mentioned... Uh, White Castle, for some reason, is one of those brands that is, like, more than just a food brand. Like, yeah. everyone knows McDonald's and Burger King, but, like, White Castle has, like, a cultural thing. And well, let's yeah. talk about how Lisa, like, rolled in here. So she rolls yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I want to pit it to. Yeah, and she's, we- she's wearing this very, I appreciate the UA t-shirt. That's, yes. a, that's a good, I, I appreciate the, the shout-out to us. And then you want to talk about what's on her feet? Yeah, so I was looking at your shoes, and I was like, those are cool. And I look closer, and like, they're White Castle shoes. Yes. Can you talk about this? Yes. So we have a uh, we've done a collab with Puma, and we launched this last year during our 100th birthday. So White Castle turned 100 years old. Again, the look on your face. <laughs> I'm staring, staring at the shoes, and I didn't realize you were 100 years Dar- old. Darren, see, here's the thing, and this is just a secret. Darren always looks befuddled. It just <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, last year was, uh, we were founded in 1921 by my great-grandfather, so 2021 was our 100th birthday. And so we launched a lot of collabs. One of them was with Puma. 
to make some White Castle shoes. And so this is the third rendition that I'm wearing. It is the cheeseburger. And it looks very, it, it doesn't look like a cheeseburger. It has elements that evoke cheeseburger. Yes, so it has lots of orange on it and it has some green on there to signify the pickles. Okay. Um, my shoestring, I forget what these little things are called at the end of the shoestrings. The thing that lets you the put tape. them in the holes. There's yeah. <laughs> the hard says, part. Yeah. The hard tape part, yeah. <laughs> It says 1921, which is when, or 2021 when we were founded in 1921. Um, and it's got White Castle on the back. There's a White Castle in my shoe. There's five cents because that's the original price that we sold, that my great-grandfather sold them in uh, 1921. The level of detail on this shoe is amazing. Yeah. And actually... And they're super stylish. They look cool. They are really cool. Don't trust me because I don't have any fashion, but they actually look very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, they're I would, great. I'm going to go look for those shoes. There are other ones too, you say? Yes, so there's uh, there's three different kinds, and um, this is the newest one, but there's two others that um, I have and that my whole family has that are more White Castle colors, very cool. But I picked these because they sort of matched the UA colors, so. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Now, and how does, okay, I'm gonna get into more of these collaborations, but how does like a Puma White Castle collaboration come about? Like, do they call you and say, hey, we love White Castle, hook us up, or what's going on? So we certainly have lots of partners that are looking for opportunities to expand our brand into communities that we think resonate with White Castle. And so we have um, some of those partners that work with us, so whether it's, um, Puma, or we are doing a partnership with DGK, which is a skateboard company, or um, when you Funko. That, so now you're just tripping my brain. So there's going to be a White Castle skateboard? Or there so there one? are two White Castle skateboards. One is super cool because it's, uh, I'm not going to get the art on it right, but it's a woman and she's holding a burger, and when you tilt the skateboard, she moves. Um, like a hologram? Yeah. No, not like a hologram. It's uh, like, a, like those things that yeah. when you move it, you can, yeah. it, it, I call it a hologram, but it's not. It's yeah. like a lenticular thing. I yes, think. yes. Um, and then there's one, so that's one of them. And then the other one, and there's several of them, but the two that I have at my house, um, one of them just has beautiful picture of White Castles on the bottom. So my kid, one of my kids loves to skateboard and he's very upset with me because I won't let him use those skateboards because they look yeah, too cool. They're right? too cool. Like they're art. So. Um, and you did reference my favorite thing. You have, there is a White Castle Slider Funko. There is a White Castle Slider Funko, yes. Yes. And White we, are, we actually have, um, we have White Castle um, Halloween costumes. So you can buy a, um, <laughs> you can buy Slider Box. I told, Darren keeps looking more and more like befuddled. I told you, it's it's just his constant face. Right. Don't, don't I, let it distract you. I love White Castle, but like, I didn't realize the depth of your pop culture yeah. reach. Well, yeah. Well, you know, we're def So as a hundred year old brand, it's really important that we continue to um, try to be relevant to the next generation. Our cravers love us. They don't want us to change anything about the slider. You know, they don't want us to change anything about the restaurants. But the younger generations, they want to see that we're cool and we're hip and we're doing fun things with different communities and engaging with them with them in a way that's different than we have engaged with prior generations. All right, this may be fake news. So, Can you verify that there's a White Castle NFT? There is a White Castle NFT. Yeah, I forgot about that Okay, one. hold on. <laughs> what? Is, I'm telling you, they're everywhere. No, 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 no. I, I, what is an NFT? No, I can't figure out what the, what, I'm trying to find something to stump her at this point. It's a picture that you pay for and that you, you own and you have the rights to. And, um, you know, it's a cool thing. I don't know a lot about it. This is an area that is not my area of expertise. Explain the blockchain technology behind <laughs> right. the White no. Castle NFT, please. No. But, yeah, so we minted, I think, about 1,000 NFTs. 
which is really super cool. And um, we're continuing to do that as long as there's people out there that want to buy them. But now a lot of them are in the secondary market. So you, I think you can go to OpenSea and you can I buy. Go find one. I need to go yeah. buy a White Castle NFT yeah. just to say I have it. Your wife is your wife's going to be like, what happened to the bank account? I had an interview with Lisa Ingram. <laughs> I and I got new shoes. I got a new Funko Pop. I've got a skateboard. And, and this NFT. I have this NFT because, yeah. Yeah. It's, and she's going to be like, Darren, could you not have just gotten a T-shirt? I mean, yeah, a T-shirt would have been fine. <laughs> I mean, the shoes she'll probably be cool with because they look awesome. Yeah. Um, last thing I had to talk about, and I'll let Steve ask his question. These are all my geeky questions. Okay. What, a Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yes. So how did that come about? I'm assuming they had to call you and be like, okay, can we like make a whole movie yeah. about going to your restaurant? Yeah. Or did you call them? It's did a you great call Harold story. and Kumar? Um, it's a hate, great story. So it is not unusual for people to write stories or songs about White Castle. So the Beastie Boys have... Put us, put us in their songs, Smithereens. Uh, these two guys out of Jersey, these two screenwriters, wrote this um, screenplay about White Castle. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And that was not really unusual. What was unusual was that New Line Cinema decided that they wanted to make the movie. And so at that point, they then had to come talk to us about whether or not they could do it. And at the time, my father was the CEO. And so um, Jamie, who's my cousin, he was the marketing guy, he came in and um, he said, Bill, we have this, this movie opportunity where we would be, it'd be, we'd be in the name, um, it'd be all about White Castle, and it has a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll in there. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, what do you think? And my dad asked two really important questions. He asked, does the movie make fun of our products? No. no. It's actually a great tribute to um, our products. Does the mo- and so the second question, does our movie make fun does the movie make fun of our team members or our customers? No. 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 It's a, another great tribute to um, two customers who um, love White Castle that go on these this great adventure to get this product that they love, which is not dissimilar from stories that we hear from our regular customers about the lengths that they will go to to get a White Castle when they really want it. How many White Castles are there? Because it feels like one of those brands that like everyone knows about, but they're not everywhere. We are not everywhere. We have about 345 locations, but our retail product is in all 50 states. So we, we're a little bit different in that respect. But since we don't franchise, uh, we're all company owned. Uh, we, our growth has been much, much slower than other big brands. That was one of the genius things about the movie. It's like everyone has that experience. Like, I would really go for a White Castle right yeah. now, but I, I don't necessarily have one next door now. We're right. blessed by having one really close. Right. So right. where you're missing one, and, and I, I'm just flabbergasted by this, how do you not have one in Athens? In Athens. Ohio. Ohio. Um, or, or Greece, either right. one. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Ge- I mean, maybe you have one in Georgia or Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I would um, think the college town thing would be... You would think that that the challenge is that we we actually do most of our business at lunch and dinner, and so really, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have just guessed like two a.m. is like your Boku Bucks time. <laughs> no, we actually do, uh, you know, a, a large percentage over half of our business or more uh, during lunch and dinner, and so we need a place that um, has all day parts, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night, ideally. And college towns don't necessarily have that. Okay. So um, I did really like the story about um, the questions that your dad asked about Harold and Kumar. Because mm-hmm. I think they are a great segue to – you guys are a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny you talk about Jamie. I remember when you guys did the groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, if I'm remembering this right, Jamie dressed up 
as a town crier. crier. He did not dress up as a town crier, but we hired we one. have a town crier, and oh. he appears at many of our Wait, events. You have your own town crier? Well, we hire somebody who, who is, is an a, actor. But is it the same guy? It is the same guy. So he's yours. That's um, so I, I don't know. He's an actor, so maybe he does town crier stuff for other people. <laughs> town crier for hire. He's a mercenary <laughs> town crier. He, he's a great guy. He's from New York. He's an actor, and so... Um, so yeah, we hired a town crier, and in any of our groundbreakings, we did this for the home office, we did it for um, Vandalia. We, um, it's very sacred to us, and we um, make sure that the ground is prepped to have the most fruitful um, growth of whatever building that we're building, so we sprinkle the ground with onions. With um. <laughs> and, and you wanna tell them what this, what the shovels? Oh right, yes, I, yes, the shovels. Uh, so we sprinkle the ground with um, hydrated onions, and uh, we do the groundbreaking with spatula shovels, big spatula like shovels. shovel size spatulas? Yes, that say White Castle on them. Or spatula size shovels. No, shovel size <laughs> spatulas. Uh, what do you ascribe the like connection people have to White Castle? I mean, I told you all those other brands, they have more chains, yep. but yep. people have this thing about White Castle. They like, do. They would buy a shoe with White Castle They on do, it. yeah, which is really, from any branding standpoint, is a wonderful attribute to have and something that we continually talk about and try to make sure that, again, we're relevant to the next generation, creating memories. So our mission statement is to create memorable moments every day. We really believe that that's part of the essence of the brand. Um, and really that came from being, you know, having generations of customers that would come to White Castle and they would bring their children and they would bring their grandchildren. So there's a lot of memories that are created with people of enjoying our product with family members or friends that make them smile, that make them happy, that give them a good feeling about life and um, whatever they're trying to achieve. And so that blossomed into wanting to have us at lots of fun events like tailgates and weddings. We get asked to be at weddings a lot. We get asked to be at a lot of funerals as well um, and celebrations of life. And so all of those events, um, if you grow up on a brand and you have really good memories associated with that, then um, you want to have that more at the different events in your life. And so we're really fortunate to be able to have that. And we have, when we opened the store in Orlando, we had just, it was the most unbelievable opening. Customers were waiting six hours. In oh, I line. know. I think I was there. <laughs> if it's the same one, I was staying across the There's street. There's only from one it. in Florida, so it's the I was same there. One. I was yes. literally there when it opened, just yes. by happenstance. And yes. it, was, it was insane. It was insane. And but people we, didn't know what, they were like, this is some great new burger place. Yeah. It like, yeah. It's not really new, but right, yeah, please right. go. You'll like it. Yeah. Um, but we have great clips of customers talking about why they love the brand. And, you know, they talk about the burgers. The burgers are very unique. The taste is very unique. And it so it revolves around the product. It revolves around the fact that um, we've been around for a long time and that there's lots of memories that they have growing up of going with family and friends. And our team members, who we have a tremendous um, longevity in our industry. And so a lot of our team members know our customers personally. Um, they know everything about their family. If they don't show up one day, they get worried and they'll call the customer <laughs> oh to God. make sure they're okay. So there's lots of those elements that really create sort of the mystique, uh, not the mystique, but the we can call mystique. the reverence and the craveability of the product. You mentioned memories. You talked about it earlier, Valentine's Day. Yes. So first of all, for people who don't know, what does White Castle do on Valentine's Day? Yes. This, this is hilarious. Or it's awesome, I guess I'll say. <laughs> so Valentine's Day is a very special uh, day at White Castle. And this started, oh, like 20 years ago. So 
to uh, dine in at White Castle on Valentine's Day, you actually have to make a reservation. So um, in 2019, this was prior to the pandemic because we um, we didn't do it the last couple of years. We had over 36,000 reservations on open table for one night, which is wow. just- and, you, and it's not just eating, you do it up. Yes, yeah, so when you come in, you are seated at a table, there's a tablecloth, we give you a menu, there's usually some flowers, we have, some, we have a cool place for you to take a picture, and we serve you. And it's a wonderful way to celebrate Valentine's Day in a unique setting and with a product, hopefully, that you really love. The, the uh, shrimp nibblers are always there. During they're, there val- okay. they're always there during <laughs> Valentine's Day. And so it's it's been a great, um, great experience for us. And it started because we had in a castle in Minneapolis, a general manager had a couple that they that she knew that um, came to White Castle a lot. They didn't have a lot of money, and they but they were celebrating something. I don't know if they met at White Castle or they um, were sweethearts. So she said, um, you know, come in and I'll, I'll treat you on Valentine's Day. And so when they came in, she had set up just one table with a with a reserved sign and with um, a tablecloth and some flowers, and she made a little menu and she served them. That was so popular that uh, the next year she did her whole castle that way, and uh, that continued to be so popular that we did the whole region, and so it just sort of expanded, and now we've been doing it across our whole system for the last uh, 10 or 15 years, and it's, it's always a big day. on my bucket list. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great experience. It's just a lot of fun, and you get in and out. You um, obviously are not paying for steak dinner, but... Uh, That's partially why it's on my bucket list. <laughs> Although you could, go, you could go surf and turf. I mean, you could get a slider. Yeah, you could. Dinner. That's true. That's you could. You could You could get a surf and turf. And cake on a stick. And cake on a stick. That's right. So, um, one of the things that uh, I've really appreciated in, in kind of my experiences with you and getting to know the company a little bit, because I was at City Columbus when they did the new um, home office, and is the thoughtfulness that you talk about with the brand and with the business doesn't just stop at the castle, doesn't just stop at the store. Um, you kind of work that through the entirety of the business and through your philanthropic stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I know one of the things that has been big for you and for the entire company is being very thoughtful about how you do business, whether that's on diversity issues or on Mm -hmm. issues of sustainability. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about how you all approach those things. Sure. So um, my great-grandfather, when he started the company, um, he always said that we cannot expect loyalty except to whom they are lo- we are loyal, and he was referring to the team members. So he founded the company in 1921. In 1924, he started offering um, health insurance. In 1928, he started to um, encourage retirement savings. And so we've always been very focused on creating a great work environment for our team members, and we've been really proud that the last two years um, we've actually been certified as a great place to work. Um, so we're really proud of that. And our um, our focus on team members has really um, come from the, the team members in the castle. So we have 10,000 team members. 97% of them work in the castles. And um, we have been in the neighborhood so long that we have, um, the neighborhoods have turned over several times. And we have a very diverse workforce. And um, I, I just gave a speech earlier and talked about this, that you know, for many years we had um, white males at all levels of management, and that, that was typical of any businesses. But we've been very, very intentional over the last 20 years to create, a, to create a environment where every team member can see somebody that looks like them, either gender, race, sexual orientation. And so our, um, 
we've put a lot of processes in place to work on that and our um, I'm really happy about our stats now. 75% of our managers and above are female. 54% of them are ethnically diverse. Um, my executive team is half female and half ethnically diverse. And our board of directors, we just added our first person of color. And so we have ethnic diversity there. So um, every level, we're looking at how we can make sure that we are representing our communities very, very well. Um, on the flip side, on the community giving, that's always been something that has been part of our foundation as well. My, again, my great-grandfather, he started our Columbus Foundation, I think, in the 40s, 1940-something. And um, we have been very focused on philanthropy in Columbus, in, especially, and um, have worked with the Columbus Foundation, and they do a wonderful job for us. And we give about $2 million, $2.5 million a year to organizations in Columbus that do great work for lots of different causes. Do you have any that are near and nearest and dearest to your heart in particular? Well, uh, so I sat on the United Way board for um, nine years. And so certainly uh, that's an organization that I'm passionate about. Childhood League is another organization that I'm, uh, I've been passionate about. As a company, we have focused a lot around Autism Speaks. I have a half-brother who is autistic, and um, he was one of, he's 30, he's 30 now. So he was diagnosed um, early, and um, really ha that has been a focus for our, our company as well as to um, every April, which is National Autism Awareness Month. We um, ask customers if they want to donate, and we um, make donations as well to uh, Autism Speak. So that's been a big focus for us. But we've also allowed in each of the regions that we operate our district supervisors who will have about 10 castles, they get to pick the, the charity that they're most passionate about. Oh, cool. And so we... We, because there's lots, there are, there are lots of amazing charities out there and organizations that are doing great work, and we probably don't know about many of them, but our districts and our people in the field do. And so um, we've set up that program and have been doing that for the last couple of years, which has been really, really, really engaging, really, really exciting for our team members. I don't know if this counts as charity, but uh, White Castle has been at the Zufari Zoo yes. event, and I just want to thank you from a personal perspective because. <laughs> I just grab a bunch of those on the way, on the way yes. out. Like, and yes. you've been on the Zoo Foundation board yourself, right? Or I'm the president of the Friends of the Zoo that's and, what, and that's an association I mean. board. Yeah. 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 So I I enjoy White Castle being there. So if you're ever on the fence, just say Darren really enjoys those White yep. Castles there. Yeah, that's always been a great event. So, so um, you uh, we've talked a lot about the stores and we've talked a lot about the business. Um, you also have this thing called being a mom. Yes, I do. <laughs> and, and I'm so much more than White Castle, guys. <laughs> That's my other full-time job. That is your other full-time job. So, um, you know, and you've got, you know, this, you do have this husband guy. Yes. Um, uh, I didn't mean to use the guy pun, but great right. guy. Yes. Um, so, and Greg, um, himself is very busy. He, yes, he's spectacular in his own right. Yes, he is. Uh, I wouldn't say spectacular. I mean spectacular. <laughs> he, really? Yes, I'm his wife. I can say that. Uh, no, he's, uh, all, he, uh, he's handsome. He's smart. He's very successful. He's a wonderful father and husband. So, And he's super if, funny. If, now he has to listen to this episode. Of so <laughs> if, name if, if you two were to have a company together. Oh, God, no. We cannot work together. <laughs> <laughs> all these nice things she just said. <laughs> Completely erased. <laughs> so I have to confess. As long as I'm the CEO and he's. <laughs> so I reached out to so um, I reached out to Greg and 
asked him a couple questions. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and one of the things he told me was that um, we, I should ask you what it would be like if the two of you worked together. <laughs> and and he, I'm not surprised by your reaction. The other thing he warned me about is he said that mid-morning, which you we're have hitting. a, which we're hitting. I mean, we started right. this at 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, you hit a certain point where you need to have something <laughs> to keep you going. So you brought me my breakfast. I brought you vanilla Chobani yes. Greek yogurt. Yes. Kind granola. Yes. And agave nectar. Yes. Was that, did I did I get it right? You only missed one thing, but that's oh, really no. what good. What did I miss? Fresh blueberries. Steve, go pick some blueberries somewhere. <laughs> Greg, you did not tell me blueberries. I'm going to go back and look at the email, and I do not think you had blueberries. So if she if she's hungry, so doesn't know me that well. If, if she's hungry, twenty at, years. If she's hungry at the office for the rest of the day, it's not my right, fault. Right, it's not your fault. Um, so uh, this has been really fun. We finish our interviews all the time with two questions. Okay. These are okay. We've These are okay. all the bad ones out. We, we, okay. we, Darren's asked all his questions. It's, okay. It, I'm it, done. Yeah. Um, you said you've lived in UA for all your life except mm-hmm. for 10 years. Yeah. Um, what do you love about UA mm-hmm. and what would you change about UA? So I love um, the traditions of UA. So, you know, 4th of July, the Halloween stuff, the, the uh, stuff at Christmas with the tree lighting, all of those things are amazing and I have lots of wonderful memories of doing football games and all sorts of um, stuff that my kids now get to experience so I really um, I love that about our community I love that um, there's a big focus on the schools and um, not just from an academic standpoint but also from an inclusion standpoint and really making each child feel like they're special and that there's opportunities for them to be successful in whatever they want to do. Um, what else? Those are probably the two things that I, I love the most. Um, I think the things that I would change about UA, I would love for there to be more diversity, mm-hmm. more ethnic diversity. I would love for there to be sidewalks everywhere. As a runner, <laughs> I would really like to be able to run on sidewalks versus running in the streets. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would love for there to be more um, walkable shopping spaces. And so I'm excited about the redevelopment of Kingsdale, um, you know, the little strip that's down by Jones, which is where we live. Um, I'm always excited when there's new restaurants in there. And so to be able to have those types of amenities, I think um, just makes the community even better than it is. Yeah. And the, those are, you know, those are pretty consistent themes that we get when we ask those questions. I think our yeah. our community really is, people love it here because yeah. they love the sense of community. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, there's so many people that, you know, I went to high school with that still live here. And so it's fun to be able to go and see them at our kids' soccer games. That's the other thing that would change. We need better field. We need better, like, fields. <laughs> Working on it. Working on it. So, actually, we've, we've um, no, in all seriousness, we, we have spent um, the better part of the last year actually doing a really detailed study to look at um, how do we balance two elements of safety as it comes to our fields. Mm-hmm. Playability and injury prevention and while minimizing the treatments that we do on the fields, particularly with um, synthetic herbicides and pesticides. We're going to be taking to council um, the results of the work that we did to say, okay, 
here's how we think we can responsibly um, improve our fields because you know people are really passionate both about making sure that we don't do anything um, that could be injure the environment or do damage to the environment or potentially be hazardous in terms of what we put on the fields but we all our fields yeah our fields are, are lumpy. Um, you know I have kids that play soccer and lacrosse and and whenever it rains you know us not being able to play and other other communities don't have that as much where they have to shut the fields down and so those types of things um, having flat surfaces that they can run on um, where the ball you know moves because they kick it not because it hits a not be, and I think you're being a little bit too demanding here. You really need to have those things in a sports field. Come on now. Do we need our athletic field to be consistent? Does it need to have grass on it? Come on. You know, I'm just kidding. Uh, they're green. But, I they're mean, green part of the year. Right. But that, that being a small little request aside, I mean, Arlington is an amazing place. It's an amazing place to grow up. Um, I have, you know, so many memories of just having – a great experience, um, feeling very safe, feeling very challenged, um, having tremendous opportunities to do lots of different things um, at high school and um, being challenged w- by school. I mean, I, I that could be a whole other podcast. And so I'm excited that that continues and that tradition has continued and that people are very passionate about um, continuing to make the community better. I think that think that we can continue to trust those who are in um, the roles that they're in to make good decisions and um, my hope is is that that continues as well so one of the things that we've been worried about this entire series of podcasts this is what 10 or 11 yeah something like that ish is no one we've at when we've asked the what would you change question has said city city leadership. So that's <laughs> that's been a positive. That's, positive. So that's the only reason we're doing this we, is to make sure we have low standards and just so that people don't say yes, you two need yes. to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, city's great. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. everything's fine. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm watching Darren on his iPad. He is desperately searching I'm for looking for the white castle, the white castle shoes. I told you the blue ones are completely legit. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to find some. I'm looking at them. They are pretty. They are pretty, pretty cool. Sweet. I, I like yours, cool. but the blue ones like are like the, the package. They are. They are more White Castle. Like you look at those, and they're like, oh yeah, those are White Castle. You look at these, and you have to go, huh? Why is she wearing orange? And yours are like the artistic version, yeah. uh, interpretation, yeah. and these are like White Castle boxes on your feet. Yes. Not that boxy, but they have a look. So yes. I, I've, I've got two boys. One of whom, um, literally, he will not wear shoes if they look. Uncool? Too good. No, oh, oh. no. If they look too good, he okay. like. Uh, you mean like, cl- like cool like look? clean? Oh, clean. Okay. Oh, okay. Like clean. Yes. He and he'll he'll wear his shoes, literally until they are unwearable. Yeah. My other one. Would have me buying him five hundred dollars shoes, twice a week, um, and so uh, I there isn't. I always like to come out and surprise them with. With some sneaker games, so I'm gonna have to look at these. Look would at definitely some. be an original. Those would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. For um, me. I know we're pushing it with you know your mid morning snack here at this point, so I think we're <laughs> Throw gonna throw yogurt at her. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
<laughs> I think, we're, I think I'm going to let you have your, your yogurt. And um, Thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for doing everything that you do for the community. This was a ton of fun. I learned a Thank l- you for bearing with our questions because I had a lot I needed to Darren's questions were Mine were bad. Steve's were like professional yeah. and mine were just like, I need to know this. No, your questions were actually pretty good this time. Thank you. This time. Friends again. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for having me. All right.